1: Hi everyone, welcome to Mtu This is a bi-weekly production where we discuss social justice, religion, humanity, and culture. Mtu is a Swahili proverb that means a person is people. The proverb was used in Africa to remind people the importance of Timur. Because individually we're weak, but together we're strong. Welcome. All right, welcome to Mtunwatu.
2: Hello, how are you guys? Hello, good. No, we yeah. are good. We are good. Very productive today. Jelly. Yeah,
1: it's getting cold.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's getting the, the leaves looks nice though.
2: So it looks so pretty. Oh, my Driving today's. up here was really nice. Yeah, it's just falling every 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 type of color is nice. It's very
1: nice. Yeah, it's Colorado. Colorado, it's beautiful. We never visited Colorado need to come visit in the fall. Mm-hmm. In the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before it starts. I always hear that here in Pennsylvania is nice too. Oh. It's yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Every
3: colour. Like back east. Yeah. You know, here we, we have some reds and some yellows. Yeah. We have that, but like it's every colour.
2: Back oh east. My yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I plan a trip. Yeah. They say the best places to, to go during <laughs> fall is to go to Vermont. Apparently mm. it's one of like really nice
1: Is you it cold over there?
2: A little bit. But, like, oh, you yeah, get that actual yeah, like experience be, of fog like because weird. it's, like, every mm-hmm. color. Oh yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. It goes it goes through like, through the so Appalachians,
3: big. anyone in the East Coast there, and they so you just got those rolling hills. Yeah. And, like, and the, the forest like, overgrow each other. Yeah. So you, like, oh kind of go God, through the Oh, my God, that would be
2: so pretty. I could yeah. sit there and I could yeah. read. God.
3: <laughs> 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 With a whole so bunch good. of blankets because, you know. Exactly. It's just cold.
2: Hot chocolate. Maybe sit in the car.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll sit probably sit in the, sit car. In the yeah. car. It would probably won't be a good idea to just sit out there. Yeah. Anyway, so today we want to talk about uh, how is growing up as a, in a Christian family looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, some some of us or some of our listeners probably no Christians at all, or uh, they were no raised in a Christian family like me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still like something that. It's it's what's talking about because there's a lot of uh, young people and kids today, and a lot of us were uh, were raised in Christian families, uh, and I just want to know how that is and how how did you balance all that as a Christian mom or Christian dad or Christian daughter, Christian son? How was that for you? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, my first question would be like, what is uh, what is the thing that you appreciate the most about being raised in a Christian family?
2: You go first, uncle.
1: So I wasn't raised in a Christian family. My oh. you know, my family, you know, I guess I, I guess they were because they're Catholics. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's Christian, right? Yeah. yeah. But I did not go to church. My mom, that's, was a staunch Christ, uh, Catholic. You know, all okay. of going to church on Sundays, and did your dad go? You know, no, every once in a while he he would go. Every once like in a Christmas, while,
3: Christmas, Easter, yeah, those kind of things. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But um, it wasn't like like I had to go. I just never went. You know, every once in a while, my mom would force me to go, but I was like, nah, do all the you know the Catholic things. But then you got to a, a certain age, I'm like, I'm not going. I, I didn't never went. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have anything like, I don't have that experience like being raised in a Christian family, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like, Yeah, you know?
2: Okay. So. Well, one thing I appreciate about growing up in a Christian family is I feel like I could have turned out differently if I wasn't raised in a Christian family, per se. Yeah. Um, just seeing as the person I was before. he <laughs> would be in jail. <laughs> I would be in jail. <laughs> I always joke about this. Like, <laughs> I, I always say that if I wasn't a Christian family, I think um, I would be one of those kids that my um, Uncle Julius, you work with in um, <laughs> oh my <Gosh>. prison. <laughs> so I think that's one of the things that I appreciate, just being grounded um, in Christ and... Um, being taught who God is, and um, that it's not just about the religion itself; it's about the relationship. So I really kind of appreciate growing up with um, gr- my grandfather, who um, has passed away a long time ago. But um, he—he's the one that taught us that it's not about a religion; it's about having a friendship. But you know, with Jesus, and I appreciate that a lot. So that's one of the things that I appreciate growing up in a Christian family. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know how I would say it Because I was half When I was with my extended family I was in a Christian household When I was with my dad it, it didn't really matter what it was It was just what it was We didn't always go to church um, When we did, it was just me and my siblings And it was mostly to get food Yeah, Yeah So, I think What I appreciate about When I was with my extended family And that Christian environment I appreciated most because um it meant like I was a part of something and there was togetherness, um sort of like a fellowship type thing and it was it was nice and it made me feel safe. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate about that. Mm.
1: Uh, that's cool. How about you?
3: Yeah, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Um I when I look back I can see God working in my life mm. and even some like full-on experiences with god before i even knew who god was mm-hmm. um but yeah i wasn't raised in it. my mom became a christian when i was a teenager and um the church she was going through a divorce because my dad had left us at the time um and the church actually asked her to leave because you know they at that time they've kind of thought divorce was like a disease and it would spread or something mm-hmm. um and so they asked her to leave um and so even though she became a christian mm-hmm. we weren't going to church and so i didn't um like i feel like god was ever present and i accepted him as lord sometime mm-hmm. i mean as Jesus, as savior sorry of my sins somewhere in my teenage years i don't he didn't become my lord until college yeah. and so that's kind of when i say like that's when i became a christian mm. because it was like finally it all kind of came together yeah. and i was 100 percent
2: so can i ask you a question how does it feel now being a mom and being a christian and then your husband also as a christian how does it feel raising your kids in a christian family apart from where you come from it's it's a
3: new territory yeah because I don't know how it is to grow up in a Christian right. home.
2: Yeah.
3: And years ago, uh, somebody said to me, you know, you know, when you get a, like a vaccine, right? So you're, yeah. in, you're, they give you a little bit of the, a little bit of it, mm-hmm. so that you that your body can build antibodies against it. Right. So they said we have to be careful not to inoculate our children against okay. Jesus, because mm-hmm. you give them just enough that they can build up a tolerance. That's right. Okay. Versus like all of Jesus. And yeah. that's what like I didn't experience until college. And so that's when I defined myself as becoming a Christian because I didn't know all of Jesus until mm. then. Mm. That makes sense. And so I feel like there's a challenge on us to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. But it's also at the same time it's their walk. Mm. So, yeah. That's important. It's new territory. I'm yeah. trying to figure it it's out. Important. So.
2: What do you appreciate about having a Christian family? Now? Mhm. Uncle
1: for me mm-hmm. a lot of things you know like <clears throat> there's there's a lot of benefits of just being a christian you know in in general yeah um, you especially in in the in this society that we live in as far as morality and stuff as a christian there's 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 a guideline there's a guide that the bible teaches us that we have to to abide by by with. And so imagine if you wasn't a Christian and you don't have any like hope, you don't have any, any like morals, like mm-hmm. like things to guide your morals. Like a, some, a book they can go read and like feel like encouraged and, yeah. and uh, motivated to do better. So it, that's, those are some of the things that I feel like it's uh, the benefit for me. Mm. And just the, the fact that I, I have a hope someday when I die. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's big for me. That's nice. Yeah, oh,
3: Amanda. Yeah, I would say the the hope, the grace, the mercy. all yes. of that. Um, being able to, I mean, because being a parent is hard, raising children is hard, and just knowing that like there's grace and mercy, and we're not alone in it. Yeah. And then with the morality piece of it, right? When when you don't have like those boundaries in place, mm-hmm. those boundaries are there to protect mm-hmm. you, protect your heart, protect your mind, mm-hmm. all those things. They're not meant to like. Just be rules to be followed, and you break them, and you're going to hell. You know, right. it's not about that. It's more about the protection of it all, and so to have those boundaries in place to protect our family, protect their hearts, our kids' hearts, our mind, their minds, um, so that they know, I guess, what direction they should be going, whether they choose it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's the benefit.
1: Yeah, that's
2: beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what is the uh, the thing that you regret most about? Being raised in a Christian
2: family Mm, I think um, What Miss Amanda Was saying like being careful Of like the amount that you Give to your kids when it comes to like um, Teaching them Who God is and stuff like that I I felt like that was really important Um, I feel like me growing up We were immersed In all things Drenched (laughs) (laughs) Drenched we were drenched it's a beautiful thing but honestly. yeah <laughs> it really is but um looking back i felt like we were so overwhelmed at such a young age um because we were drenched <laughs> we were drenched in everything um christianity um we had to know the word we had to speak the word we had to be part of the church we had to be part of the choir we are like we were in we were drenched in it like we lived and breathed everything it was it was it was all about church everything was about it was about choir, so I feel like that didn't give us enough room to explore like to being kids and just kind of being free for a little bit, but we only we only knew one thing, and that was just church yeah so i w- I just feel like I regret not being a child, you know and just being carefree from time to time, you know, if I could, um, and just explore other things maybe that I w- could have been more interested in. I feel like I wasn't given that room to explore other things. Mm-hmm. Good things, <laughs> not bad things, good things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, it's the same regret, but because now as we're older, um before you know, we would call ourselves Christian, but it's, I think it was because of how much we mm-hmm. were immersed in the the faith. That's and true. With the adults being the Christian, we yeah. just we were just supposed to be Christians. But now we can look, we can actually explore what the word is. We can actually explore who God is and who Jesus is and what He means in our lives. Mm-hmm. Then to decide for ourselves, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Another thing that I, I regret is allowing my family to dictate when I get to be baptized. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I really regret because I I got baptized, I think I was either 13 or 14 years old. I didn't know what baptism is. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. It wasn't until I was in my 20s when I finally understood what it actually means to actually be baptized. And being baptized at such a young age, I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. I was I stood I stood up in, in the church in front of so many people and I recited this thing that somebody typed for me and I was just reciting words. I didn't know what those words meant. So being baptized at such a young age, me making mistake after mistake, I didn't know I didn't realise what you know, yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing after that. So finally getting to real to know what baptism actually is and finally accepting God truly, 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 that changed everything for me. So I would say what that was one of the other things that I regret being baptized before yeah. i actually knew because when you're in a was. christian family i feel like you're expected to mm-hmm. act a certain way and yeah. you're expected yeah. to be a certain type of person and do certain things and mm-hmm. so there's no room for error yeah and then so yeah. what it does you is it, make you, you make <laughs> you look at the bible and you look at uh, christianity as a whole has a very limiting and very restricting and very harsh um, because you don't truly understand God's love. You just understand all these discipline stuff that people are telling you, Or oh, yeah. you should do this, you can't do that. Yeah. You, you're doing this, you're a bad person, you're doing this, you're going to hell. It's like, oh my God, who is this God? Yeah. He this must <laughs> not be that loving. But as we grew older... Then, and we started, like I said before, exploring for ourselves mm-hmm. and understanding what the word was. Then we were like, oh my goodness, like, I wish I had waited. Exactly. I wish I had understood the full meaning of this before I did that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: So do you feel like even though you were raised in a Christian home, there was still like that defining moment of like when it became your own and yes. not yes. because of uh, yes. your family? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I remember also when I became a Christian and, and, and uh, you know. My family are no Christians, so I'm the only one that was like actually a Christian in the family. <clears throat> and <clears throat> as far as being born again, I'm not saying Catholics are no Christians; mm-hmm. they're they're Christians too. Right. But you know, like if you're in like a Pentecostal type of church, there's all this expectation that you, you need to know how to pray, you need to know how to read the Bible, you need to know how to share with other people your faith, yeah. and all these things are like. I don't know how to do all this. I don't even know how to pray. I, I, I just, I just became a Christian, mm-hmm. you know? So I I felt like there was some pressure. Yeah. You know? Definitely. There was like some pressure, pressure that I, mm-hmm. I, I need to do this. I need to conform to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so how do you even do this? You know, like, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure, you know? And I think that's my regret sometimes. Like, you know, I think Christianity is growth. It It's it, like you grow in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Back then, it was like, as soon as you became a Christian, in a couple of weeks, you should be able to do this, In mm-hmm. in the next couple of months, you should be able to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, like, pushing you to grow so fast, and, and, like, you don't even know what you're doing, you know?
2: Exactly, <laughs> you and then know? that's what makes things to be so ingenuine, because it's yeah. like, you don't even really know what that is. You don't know what you're yeah. reciting. Yeah. You don't know what you're mm-hmm. saying. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're believing in. But yeah. because of that pressure, you're forced to do things so early on yeah. that you don't. That you don't understand, you don't even
1: understand, yeah. You don't even know what you're doing, they just like doing it because everybody, it's a, it's like a repetition, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you just reciting all these, memorizing all these verses, mm-hmm. just because so you look like you understand something, you exactly. know. But in inside of you, you're like you're still a baby, you don't know what you're doing, okay. you know. And uh, that was my one of my regrets, too. Mm. And I feel like, too, like it's like,
3: like the the church culture is you know come as you are like jesus accepts you as mm-hmm. you are but then once you get here you better be perfect mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's no like no, that's not how that works yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> they can't make mistakes no like you're, you're still human exactly making mistakes mm-hmm. but then so.
3: i think too like because i became a christian later in life i i was thirsty and so i was like Every question I had, you know, I was researching, I was trying to figure things out, I was praying, I was, all of this stuff. And I felt like I grew so fast in those first couple years because it was just like this, like, hunger and thirst, right? Yeah. Um, But then, like, I look at my kids and they're, they're raised in it and so they're surrounded by it. But so there's no, like... I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but like that responsibility and urgency to have it their own isn't Mm -hmm. there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if, like, what age do you feel like you were like, oh, this is mine?
2: 20. 20? 20. Yeah, Yeah, just about. Okay. Mm -hmm.
3: So even if you're raised in a Christian home.
2: Yeah. Because right now I feel like, of course, I don't want to speak for them too. Yeah. They feel like they need to do this because it's what it's we It's obligated yeah. It's obligated of them But Until they create An identity for themselves And they realize And they actually make A choice of themselves That's when like Like Christianity Becomes their own Like their own thing And not what they're Obligated to do If that makes sense Or
1: what my family does Exactly mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah
3: Like my family's Christian
1: but So like I am Christian I am
3: Yeah
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Cause that's not what really Christianity is about. It's no. not about what your family does. It's not like some tradition. Yeah, they just say like, carry along. No, Christianity is. It's it's a it's personal. Yeah, it's personal. You make a personal decision to fo- to do it and to follow Christ. <clears throat> and it just because your grandma or your mom or your uncles are doing it, it's not. It's not a ticket for you, like a ticket. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Yeah, like
2: your mm-hmm. grandma got in, so you yeah. get in. Kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. And when you find out how that works, it's a scary thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But <laughs> I think having that family cover you in prayer is also. It's important. It helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So that kind of helps too. Yeah. So, what does church mean to you guys?
2: Mm.
1: Like you know you 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 were. Uh, Submerged in it. <laughs> oh
2: I liked I like the togetherness of yeah. you know, whenever you go to church you see everybody's together. <coughs> it's it's a moment where everybody can just really come together and in fellowship with one another. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like that aspect of, of, of church.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Biggest thing. Unity. Everyone's together. We're working together. We all believe in the the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the food. Of course. Food.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, church was hard for so many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mother was kicked out of a church after she became a Christian. So that was my first, like, seen experience in a church, right? Is mm-hmm. we're not allowed to come, right? Mm-hmm. And then I finally become a Christian, like, fully in college. Um, and... The first church I go to, they tell me that I can't serve until I'm married.
0: Mm -hmm. The
3: single woman can't serve God. And then I end up, I move to a different city, end up at a different church. The pastor has an affair, stands up in front of church and blames the congregation because we're too needy. needy. Wow. Then the next Sunday comes back as if nothing happened.
2: Because you're, you're too needy? The congregation. The congregation on is too needy. Wow! That's wow! wow. On his what does way. that
3: mean? <laughs> and then he, he, he walked out. But then the next Sunday he came back and preached like nothing ever oh, happened. Okay. There was no restor-
2: restoration. That must have been so confusing for you.
3: I was. I was like, what? What is this? Oh you know god! And so, and then when he came, he, um, we saw like there was times where I'd stop going to church because yeah. like these things would happen, and I'm like, I don't understand, like. This isn't the God that I know. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't the Jesus I serve. What's going on? Um, And then he came and he was like, we need to go back to church. And I was like, okay, fine. So we went to a church. But then they were like, that church was, was telling me that women can't wear cotton, but men can and then women can't put on makeup they can't wow. do their hair all this stuff and it was like not like i'd be like yeah okay praise jesus i don't have to wear makeup and do my hair but like
1: <laughs> you, have to, you have to address
3: yeah like there was just so many rules and i was like this doesn't feel like jesus either like mm. what is going on so um then he we left that church we ended up at another church and um, this is in a different city from here um and he kind of turned me into the principal's office. It felt like he filled out a card that said, "My wife has issues with church." Wait, what? <laughs> so we got yeah. called into this counseling. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, <They're> right. <laughs> you snitched on her. Yes, yeah. Oh my it was like what our first year of marriage. Yeah, and he, she's he's like, yeah, she's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. But he, the counseling pastor took us in and talked to us, and so I just told him all this stuff, and um, he just kind of. You know, we talked about it and he prayed over us and it was just kind of like I could let all that go because it, you know, that was for God to handle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what church was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. But we're all churches just made of broken, people, broken mm-hmm. people and we make mistakes and that's just what happens. And people are hurt in the process mm-hmm. because of all this false doctrine and yeah. decisions and all that stuff. Um, not following what is told, like how to restore somebody and you know um old testament new testament jesus all that kind of stuff um so i kind of was freed at that point and then moving down here and finding the church that we're in now it does feel like family it does feel like unity and all that kind of stuff so I could, i'm glad that after <clears throat> 20 years <laughs> oh. to finally find a home yeah. where I'm like this. This is what the body's supposed to be like. Yeah, we're all messed up and we're up messy, wrong. but like what? it's a beautiful mess because <laughs> we love Jesus and so it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Amen.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For me, before I became a Christian, I, f- I felt like a church was like this—a bunch of judgmental people. Like, like <laughs> all they all they want to tell you is how messed up you are mm. and like right. you're going to hell and stuff. And even after coming to church, I still saw that like there was still like some of that, some of those people that I don't know. I don't know. I should call them fundamentalist, like
3: those.
1: I don't ever know. I don't know. I don't know to give them <laughs> the like the Pharisees. This, the Pharisees. Pharisees. There we go. They're so quick to mm. to see a problem on other people, but they don't see the problem themselves. You know, mm. and and so sometimes, you know, there's there's good people in ch- in churches, but then there's some people that still. Think that it's you know yeah. it's a jihad. It's like we we need to go out there and just look, you know. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're dead. You know those kind of mm-hmm. things. You die. You're dying right now. We're gonna you know those kind of things. Mm. But for me, I feel like that's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about love, you know, you know compassion, on other people, mm. and always looking back on how you messed up you are before you accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and how much you you needed people to to have compassion on you, you know. And once you, once you come in, now that compassion has gone out the window. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, you don't care about what people are going through. Mm-hmm. You want them to be perfect immediately, <clears throat> you know. And if they don't want your Jesus, then they, you know, you just give them names and, you know, they don't belong in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. So... But slowly, you know, it's start realizing that like, even in ch- inside the church, they're just broken people, yeah. you know, and you just have to do your part and play your part. And that's how I look at it. It's a, a bunch of broken people that are trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and what God wants them to do. And so I don't, I'm I finally starting to not be all mad about other people when they do mm-hmm. things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just realize they probably just still growing too. Yeah, definitely.
3: you know. Yeah, I think um, Saint Francis of Assisi said, "I'm just a beggar telling other beggars where to find bread." Yeah, mm.
1: <clears throat> so that's what church that means makes a to lot, me. lot of sense.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. So do, do you uh, do you think that your parents were able to create a good balance between
0: church and family, uh, or
1: Spend so much time in check that they forgot about the family. Or place family second.
2: (laughs) I love how Christina is wanting me to answer first. (laughs) 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 Go ahead, Tina. (laughs) You can go first for once. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said before, um, we were drenched (laughs) in... um, yeah in church so i feel like in when when i was younger there wasn't that balance there was just it was just all about church 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 so I never there wasn't any room to do other things other than you know church how can we help other people and stuff like that it was just about it was nice it was nice but I, it it didn't there wasn't that balance you know um but i don't know family is always family i guess um there's times where you know when we're home, you know we're all fa- we'll, we're family. We spend time together and stuff like that. But it's it was mostly just about you know church. church. There wasn't that balance or in between. So. Yeah, not really a balance, and not, no room to to grow because everything revolved around, around church.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. It's you know now that I'm a, parent, a Christian parent too. It is hard to find that balance sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, because you just feel like, and, you know, they say that it's, there's all these things that sometimes we like, <clears throat> in my family, God is first, family second, and all these things. But sometimes when you think about it, you know, like, I, I don't know if that's what God wants, or it's just like some idea that some somebody came up with, you know, that family second and God first. I don't know I don't know sometimes I feel like you know God has given us resp- the the responsibility that God has given us is just as important as him you know as especially family mm. you know and so sometimes especially if you're a pastor and you know, you're, you know you're you're you know you're minister at a church or you're doing a lot of things at a church it's easy to just like find yourself so much in church that your family becomes like even like you don't even remember your family.
2: Yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah. you, you, you have to find that balance. Yeah, I believe that God does come first because he says seek first the kingdom of God, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like God does have to come first. But you yourself, if you are a parent and you have kids, it's important to have that balance. It's really important to have that balance because if all they know is just church, 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 like what else? Like they could be good at so many other things, but you're not giving them room to grow. So I feel like it's possible to put God first, but to also have that balance to where, you know, there's time for, you know, family time and this and that. And, you know, still still be involved in church. I feel like there, there has to be a balance. Yeah, because <laughs> even as a pastor, like, you can be preaching, you can be doing all uh, these things, but then your house is not in order. Yeah. You got to set your house in order first, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. as much as God is first and um, he's the head of the family, and everything is just you know supposed to you know revolve around that, but still like you can be you can put yourself out 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 there and be like oh yeah I'm a Christian and I do this and my family's this and my, but then your family's like on fire mm-hmm. yeah because you're not taking <clears throat> care of that.
1: Mm. Sometimes I feel like as 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 church people we take church like it's our church you know it's yes it's our church but in in reality it's Jesus' church it's right church. Mm-hmm. and so the, the mentality or the idea that my church, my church, my church, you can find yourself, like, you know, losing that balance between your family and church. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. in in as much as we're supposed to, to be part of the church, I think we need to allow Jesus to take care of his own church, too. Yeah. You know? And be able to... You, there's people that... There's pastors that committing suicide. Have you heard that, People, like, mm-hmm. so stressed out in your church and, like, commit, commit suicides. Mm-hmm. Pastors. You know, because of their stress, mm-hmm. and I feel like some of because of lack of balance like, in their lives, you know, can can take somebody in those du- dark holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you find like you, hear, yeah, I've I've seen them on like news news and, uh, past just like shot themselves or mm. hang themselves or That's overdosed. You know, and and a pastor of a mega church. You
2: shouldn't let it get that far, Jemani.
1: You know, <laughs> to where
2: you're so stressed out that you, yes. you feel like the only uh, way out is just even to go? God rested on the Jemani. seventh day. Hey.
3: <laughs>
2: and so that's wow. about, like pastors are
3: supposed to be shepherds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they're shepherds, if a shepherd in the old day, if it it comes down to your kid or your sheep, which one you gonna pick? Your okay. okay. kid. Yeah. Like you've got to you're you're shepherding the sheep. But, like, you have more of a responsibility to your family. Mm -hmm. And so, God will take care of those sheep. Yeah. Well, you take care of God's sheep. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I mean, your family's God's as well. But, like, (laughs) your responsibility goes to your family. But, I mean, your responsibility. So, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, Mm -hmm. and mind.
1: Yeah.
3: Seek first his kingdom. Right. These kind of things. But, like, when it comes to serving other people or serving the family that God gave you. You need to serve your family, and God will take care of the sheep.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like some pastors, like like it's easy to find yourself. You you feel like this is like your your everything. My church is my everything. Mm -hmm. If you get to that point that you like, if things are not working out, like you're super stressed, you know, Mm -hmm. you kill yourself because you don't know how to handle it. Like you're forgetting that this church is not yours. It's it's God's church. It's For Jesus, those that
3: like water down their message because they're like, "What if people don't like me? What if they yeah.
2: fire me?" I know. Like, I don't like those. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, they, they have to say things that are pleasing to to their members it's not instead good. of just like speaking truth mm-hmm. that God wants us to speak. That's you know? not good. So I th- I feel like people need to understand that we need to, <clears throat> to have that balance between doing God's work and your family, mm-hmm. and I think they're both equally. Important. You know? I think your
3: family is God's work too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like raising yeah. up this next
1: generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 it's just I, I I can't I don't know what to tell somebody how to create that balance, but I think you just need to speak to God and ask Him to help you find that balance between the ministry and your own family. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't I, you don't need to like stop going to church because you are spending time with family. Right? Mm. <laughs> like, yep. I've been going to church for six months, now I'm going to take two months off. Uh-uh. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 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 to spend time with my family. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not saying you make those kind of radical decisions. Dis- okay? you, what?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> some people can do that. I had to create balance, I have to do this. I have to I like, just step aside and stop like what I'm zero doing. Zero or
3: a hundred, there's yeah. nothing in between. Yeah. <laughs> and just
1: spend time with my family. But I think there's, there's everybody just have to find a way how they can create that balance. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like a magic word.
3: Well, and a balance uh, doesn't mean like fifty-fifty or, yeah. you know, twenty-five, 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 depending on what you're how you're splitting things up. Balance is more like seesaws. I feel like you yeah. give a little here, but then tomorrow, like you go back the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. Yeah, it's just like a constant back and forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you guys think that Christian parents uh, sometimes over-involve their kids in church? To an extent The kids lose their Identity Or lose themselves
2: Oui Yeah Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm Mm-hmm What what do you mean by uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh (laughs) Mm-hmm
2: That's it Um, But yes I do think that Christian parents Do over Involve their kids In church Because I also Think of it as Like Okay If you're a Christian parent Obviously you want Your kids to also be You know involved so you know you guys paint the perfect you know christian picture you know Mm -hmm. you guys look Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. so if your kids are not involved they'll say "Uh -uh, what's going on here and you know how africans they will ask questions (laughs) they will ask a lot of questions Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think parents do start to really involve they're like oh look at so and so is doing this you could do that you know so and so is doing this you need to go and be a part of this as well I don't have to. Everybody's mm-hmm. called to a certain ministry. Yeah. Everybody's called to do something that, you know, God has appointed for them to do uh, or has purposed them to do. Um, you can't force your, don't force your kids to be overly involved in something that they don't feel like they want mm-hmm. to. If your kid does not want to sing, then they don't want to sing. That's okay. If they don't want to be an usher, then they don't want to be an usher. That's okay. That's okay. Leave them. The more they're there, the more they'll figure out exactly what their purpose is to do. Mm -hmm. Because you
1: force them. Are you you born again? Are you saved? Come, can't do that. (laughs) Are you a Christian now? Why can't you do that? Exactly. I don't know, though.
3: Like, some kids, sometimes you do have to get them to do something Mm -hmm. because, you know, left to themselves, they won't do anything. Some kids. Right? Some kids yeah. Some kids will do too much And then you have to pull them back And then yeah. some kids you have to push Because they won't do anything And try it out Like see if you like this Yeah mm-hmm. Give it a shot If you don't like it Okay let's try something else But like mm-hmm. let's give it some time Before you say no And go try something new
2: Yeah But I think it should be something To their liking Yeah Yeah. Like if they s- see the choir singing And they're like Oh I like to sing I think I would like to join that mm-hmm. You know, Go give it a try
1: Yeah
3: but stay for a little bit mm-hmm. Yeah Can't just have one bad practice And quit n- n- Exactly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah 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 Because emotions You know they drive you When you're a
2: child Exactly
3: <laughs> Sometimes that's an adult as well
1: <laughs> Yeah So do you guys ever feel like Overwhelmed with church mm.
2: Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah Like in what way
2: Hmm <sighs> Is it like I don't, people,
3: the responsibility?
2: I don't think it's, I think it's, I think for the most part, it's been like part the people and part the responsibility because as much as we all, are, we would say, we would hope so that everybody's Christian in the church, mm. but we all have our own personalities Yeah. and yep. some personalities don't mix with others and that's okay but, you know, that could get to you. That could stress you out because mm-hmm. we need to come to an understanding. And also the the ministry, you know, sometimes it can be very overwhelming. Um, I know that I've gotten overwhelmed a lot with um, like in the beginning when I started translating and I felt like you know, I didn't get any help. And it was just a, a lot. And as much as I loved to do it, like I would get tired because, you know, I'm human. Yeah. I'm a human being, mm-hmm. I do I get tired. So. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no, alien. I'm a robot. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So you know, I get, I get tired. You get tired sometimes. You know, you don't always feel like coming to to choir because mm-hmm. you're tired, you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because some Africa. <laughs> 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 Watch yourself. I mm. <laughs> me. let me see how do i word this to where i'm not <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> okay so <laughs> so we're told that like if you don't feel like you're up to sing for that day don't come because then that would that's yeah. gonna hinder other people right yeah but first you will go even if you're not feeling good They will force you to go. Mm -hmm. Their parents will force you to go. So I feel like that is one of the overwhelming things. Like like Christina said, when you don't feel like that day, you don't feel like going to church or you don't feel like... um, going to choir practice or you don't feel like, you know, you don't feel like participating because you're not feeling, you're not in good spirit. You know, we're not, we can't be happy 100% all the time. I you wish know, we, we have could. Days. I wish we could. <laughs> but sometimes you <laughs> be do so have much those easier. Days. But Long we have days. those days where, you know, you're just down and you can't really face anyone. You just, you know, you need a moment to yourself, but you're not allowed that moment to yourself. It's always, you, you have to, you know, you have to show up. You have to be there. You have to participate. So I would say it's just, yeah, that's overwhelming. The responsibility of constantly having to show up even when you're not okay yourself. Yeah. And then you have to pretend. Mm. I I mean, mean, pretending I gets like to me. Sometimes <laughs> you can be overwhelmed, be forced to go, and then at the end of the day, you know, you're glad you went. Mm. It made you feel a little better. But there's still, you know, exhaustion it's is exhausting. a thing. Exhausting. And you get tired, and sometimes you do need some time, Yeah, and it's okay.
3: And what if it looked like you could go, and you could be authentic, and you could just say, you know what, I'm not having the best day, so I'm just going to sit here and be ministered to for a minute instead of leading you all?
2: Is that possible? Is that possible? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's
3: what I'm saying. Like, why can't it be that? I don't think that's possible. Why can't you create that? We should create that, shouldn't we? Of course, then the day that nobody wants to. Exactly. But But then you can just sit. Like sometimes, that like you just need people. Mm. You might need quiet, but you might need people. And then if somebody brings like a song to their their heart and they sing it, it can minister to everybody. Yeah. But like sometimes the walls just need to like the to do list needs to stop. Yeah. And the walls need to come down, and people just need to be authentic.
2: Exactly. And authenticity is very important. It's yeah. So. Uh, and i feel lacking. like a lot of it can be so robotic yeah. now in church it's everything repetitive is, it, repetitive yeah. robotic it's not real anymore and that's really sad because when you do feel that you know you do feel real when you're when you're serving when you're ministering it's it's passed off as like you know that's strange yeah. You know, and it's not strange. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the spirit using you because that's the realness of what you feel. And it's not weird, you know, and that should be more. It should it should be a normal mm. to be real and to, you know, when you want when you feel a song in your heart, be able to stand up and be able to minister to other people. Mm-hmm. It should church should be real because we are real people exactly. as much as we are broken we're real yeah mm-hmm.
1: so so it can get over church can be overwhelming it, it can be overwhelming. Uh, in a lot of ways
2: yeah yeah
1: <clears throat> so how about um how should christian parents create a balance then uh between church and family we don't know you uh, church life know. and family <laughs> <laughs> we don't know <laughs> Didn't he say we don't know? <laughs> so I was expecting after we talked a little bit, maybe somebody can come with like Ooh, those magic words. Like, how do we create that balance between church yeah. and our children? Advise me, them?
3: advise
2: me. I feel like I like Miss Amanda, you kind of said it perfectly. Yeah. You know how
3: <laughs> Cause I don't know, so <laughs> that. You
2: know. How we're talking about how pastors should should know, uh, like. Their family also is is important. That even though they want to take care of the sheep, that sometimes they need to also take care of the family, and I feel like that's also important. I mean, you should always get your your children, you know, involved in church if they decide to be involved in church or um, if they want to go to church. But also remind them that you know there's so many things that they can do. They they can they're free to do other things other than all, put all their focus on church all the time. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. best advice I
1: can. I'm sorry. I think sometimes, <laughs> as as minister of people, a <laughs> church people, sometimes we we want to be like the disciples. The disciples left their families, you know. Mm. They they just left everything and followed Jesus, mm. you know. So they 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 didn't have any other responsibility except for service, mm-hmm. you know. And and I I think sometimes we get into that 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 man mindset as as ministers in the church that we. We want to be like the disciples. We we forget our families and just like focus on on the ministry. But I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You know, like it's because you still have a family. We yeah. we you haven't left your family. You know it's the difference. <laughs> it's the yeah. difference between you and the disciples.
2: Mm-hmm. One thing that I respect about I, I respect a lot of things about my grandfather. Oh my God, <laughs> bless his soul. Um, but one of the he he was a pastor he knew the importance of leading his people in his congregation but he also valued his family and he valued the fact that when he when God calls him back home that he's going to leave a legacy that's going to serve God so he 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 knew he knew the importance of leading his congregation and leading his family because he knew that once he does go back home, that his family is gonna lead the congregation. Yeah. So he had that balance. He had that balance. Place his heart. He had that balance.
1: You can you can you tell us a little bit some of the things you picked up? That I was created that balance.
2: I was so young, but like when on the days that we didn't have church, like it was all family. I know that we were like like nighttime would come, we would like he made us all go outside, and we would all sit like in a circle, and we would sing, and we would just be together, talk to each other, um, and then when we when it comes to church, like he would make sure that we don't go, like when nobody was it, nobody cannot be late. You cannot be late, and if you're late, okay, <laughs> fine, you can stay home, but he's gonna be the first one at the door, and if you're not there, he's already gone, he's already at the church. But he he wasn't like. Strict, strict. When he's like, "Oh, you have to be there." It's like you have to be there early. If you're not, that's fine. I'll see you when I get back home. So it's just that when he was with family, it was about family. When he was about when he was at church, it was about church. But then, you know, he still brought a little bit of, of a boat to each places, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because. I think the most important thing is to realize that Christianity does not leave you. It's it's who you are. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to, like, separate it from your children. Mm-hmm. You have to involve them because um, when you say, oh, the more you repeat something to someone, the more they remember it later, mm-hmm. you just repeat those little small things here and there about who God is and what, you know, what Christianity is. I think it's very, very important because then later on, Yeah, they're going to go on and they're going to explore because as we all know, we all found Christ like at a really, you know, in our 20s and, you know, we weren't children. I mean, I'm not saying that God can't use children, Mm -hmm. but it's like, to really explore and realize knowing good and right. Know, uh, knowing good and right. Knowing <laughs> bad. <laughs> bad and good. Yeah. Understanding those things and being able to explore and saying, okay, I've tried this. I've, I've seen that. I've heard this. This is what I want. This is what I'm sticking to, you know. And I think those little words that you've said to Throughout, throughout those years will touch them that when they found finally get to that point where they're making their decision they would take your words into consideration as well yeah yeah hmm.
1: yeah so that creating balance is so important yes. <coughs> you know mm-hmm. who, but I think uh, we we don't have a we don't have a, we don't have an e- no. exact answer for that. No you. We don't <laughs> have instruction in how to raise
2: Christian
1: <laughs>
3: children. Unfortunately, yes. yeah. there one. is. Yeah. Yeah. Step one. There's no don't guide go to book, church. Unfortunately, okay. there's no <laughs> guide. Love the Lord
1: your God. <laughs> yeah, but I think as as, as Christian families and uh, as a you know raising your children or just being raised in a Christian family, it's so important to create that balance between church and your family, and just to always remember that your family is just as important as our church. Mm-hmm. You know and the church is not going to die cuz it didn't it didn't go to church you know it's 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 jesus church mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. D- the bible says jesus himself said that he's going to build his church on a rock I guess that mm-hmm. the they the, the the gates mm-hmm. of hell will not mm-hmm. prevail yes, yes. yeah will not. so whether whether you don't need to kill yourself you don't need to like overdo it just so you look good on on the surface, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus is still in charge. You know? It's not you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus is still the one that making that church grow. Jesus is still the one that's is the foundation of our church. You know, mm-hmm. so try to create a balance between that and your family because that's just it's important. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to we don't want to hear all these stories of pastors like stressed and depression and mm-hmm. and the ministering to people.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, what are you telling people when you're you? You're depressed. <laughs> you I know? know
2: when they come to you for yeah. counseling on mm-hmm. depression and sadness.
1: Yeah,
3: but you, I think there's too like me. the body needs to step up a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah it you does. know it's not all mm-hmm. t- supposed to mm-hmm. fall yeah. on the pastor. Yeah. So as much as we all need balance in that, um, there's some people that probably need to up their game when it comes exactly. to being yeah. involved Serve. in the
2: church. Jamani,
3: yeah. serve. It's yeah. important. So
2: you're tired as well. Yeah. You don't want an
3: overwhelmed pastor. Yeah. Right, even Thank on the leadership Jesus. team, it's just like,
2: please just know, be involved, help out. Help yeah. Yeah. put away the stuff. Help, you know, keep your, up your the kids in, in the seats. Help yeah. take care of your you kids. Know? That's help, important. help with
3: cleaning up at if the end. If you're the pointer finger and you're not there,
2: mm-hmm. we're operating without a pointer finger. Exactly. A pointer finger. <laughs> yeah, but we need a pointer finger.
3: <laughs> we need a pinky.
2: Yeah, a how a do we point I bet your whole balance, right? a thing? We're toe. gonna fall without
1: a pinky toe. <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, honestly. Show up. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> be there for uh, uh,
1: find your find your space. Find your spot in the church yes. and be helpful what too. What are you? Yeah. Are you an arm? Mm? Yeah.
2: We need everything. Yeah. <laughs> <through> your body. <laughs>
1: yeah. Your body. Find your place in the church yeah. and be able to do something. Yep. So the churches and ministry those people that are always doing things, are no overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yes. and oh c- can have that balance with the families and the church too. Yes. yes,
2: definitely.
1: Because there's people that just enjoy coming coming to church and sitting there and going home. Mm-hmm. Do you feel yeah. fulfilled? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: they do. Some are fulfilled. They don't want to like, do. Anything. If you can't yeah. even like pick up a piece of trash from the floor and throw it in the trash can, are you fulfilled? <laughs> 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 yes, because you're not touching that dirty trash can. <laughs> That's not fulfillment. <laughs> you need There's to be so, doing something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you say, when they say, bring something to the to you know to the house of God. You know, it's, that's not, very just bring
1: your it's stuff, not just bringing. It's not just
2: bringing your tithes. Yeah, we also need your service. Yeah, do something, please, <laughs> <Jermaine>. <laughs> like Your presence is valuable. It, it's, it's very valuable, <laughs> but but when you do an action. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Faith without action is dead. Yeah. <laughs> thank
1: you. <laughs> That's my piece. Exact. So thank you guys for listening to this and I, I hope this like uh, you know, uh, take on something in your head. Mm. And if you were just those people that just go to church and sit and not do anything, just know that people get tired too. People get overwhelmed by church. Mm-hmm. And it could be the reason why people are overwhelmed. Because you don't participate, you know. Like no, we are not pointing kind of. fingers. You don't. You don't. You haven't found your space at the church. <laughs> yeah. You haven't found your space at the church, and do something. Because mm-hmm. we need you to do something too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So thank you so much for listening to Mutunwatu. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Me. you so much.
2: Thank
1: and uh, let us know what you think and what is your magic word about balancing church and family. Mm-hmm. Some it might be just it might just save some family. <laughs> I our <know laughs> family yeah. that's going through some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening to Mutunewatu. I uh, will catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Mutunewatu Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe and click on that notification button so you get notified when you upload a new episode. You can also listen to all our episodes at Mutuniwatu.com or your favorite podcast app. Follow us also on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you very much.